Caffeine patrons, welcome to another episode of Caffeine Cafe, the sexiest wrestling podcast in the Philippines today. Uh, I'm gonna claim that, man. <laughs> uh, tonight is a very, very, very well, another very special night because we are joined by one of the best professional wrestlers here in Southeast Asia, the statement. Andrew Tang, welcome, welcome to the KFA Cafe oh, Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I hope you all will be feeling the air. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, right now, I mean, uh, before we started recording, you, um, as you've mentioned, we've, uh, you, you've, the last show you've held was without any any fans around. So, uh, coming off of that, what are you uh, expecting once everyone returns to your first event back live? Oh, uh, we definitely want to like make it big, you know. We just really want to get more. Um, you know, we just want like, I'm, I'm pretty sure was, the last actual show that we had was two years ago. You know, yeah, and I'm sure there's a very huge demand for wanting to watch wrestling. You know, it's a lot like pent up frustrations. You know, because people still want to watch our product, right? And, you know, like we have been getting much more momentum and attention by the mainstream media. That's the fact, you know, like, you know, Texas just got signed by the WWE. So obviously, oh, yeah. like, you know, fans in Singapore definitely want to see our product, right? Because they're not too sure about it. But, you know, it's like, wow, okay, that's this guy from Singapore, you know, he, he has actually, like, with his dreams and he actually, like, you know, goes to the WWE. So they would definitely want to see, like, what we can bring to the table, right? And so this time around, if once everything's over, we just don't do it. And it's huge. And of course, like, we have to see, like, you know, how many people event whether there's like social distancing measures that we need to do and all but uh, yeah, yeah I mean we just gonna make a show that is it's huge we definitely want the fans to remember us yeah I have a quick question before because uh, we have a long list of things we, we want to ask I have a quick question long be, uh, before um, before we start yeah. once you guys uh, start hosting shows again are you still gonna sell those I, I I want to have one of those shirt, uh, Texas shirt, where it's based on Among Us. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's with that's with him. I don't have talks for that. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, yeah, I can I can try to get one from him. And shipping would be a <laughs> shipping would be a pain in the ass, though. <laughs> Yeah, 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 because it's all from, uh, you know, you just gotta get it from Orlando. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, right now, I think Linus is preparing the... Linus, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Wait, anyway, what happened? Uh, I, I thought you were gonna just change your background every 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, hold on. Wait. In a bit, in a bit. In a bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't be now. Anyway, hold on. There we go. Yeah. All right. There we go. Alright. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, say, uh, since statement, uh, I think we can say that uh, there are some people here in the Philippines or even in Southeast Asia that doesn't know you. So, is it okay if you, we can get a quick uh, introduction of yourself? Right. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Right. So, no further ado, let me introduce myself. I'm the first ever pro wrestler of Singapore, the Dasher of Dreams, the Destroyer of Destinies, the Emperor of Eternity, the four times SPW Southeast Asia Champion, the Statement, Andrew Tang. Yeah, is that good enough for the introduction? That's okay, right? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. Yeah. So, uh, how were you able to come up with your character? Like, who is the Statement? Oh, uh, well, you know, like, you know, like, make fully one set, right? Like, the best wrestlers are always, like, interpretation of them, real, real life selves, but, you know, you just, like, muck it up to, like, 100, 150%, so you become very natural uh, inside the ring. So, I mean, like, since young, I always wanted to be the center of attention, you know, I wanted, like, everything to be me, you know, I want people to look at me, you know, like, I want to I stand out, you know, I want to be different, and especially, like, in the world of pro wrestling, you know, uh, in order for you to get eyeballs and for people to take notice of you, you need to look special, right? Yeah, so, you know, like, 
like from what you see, like you know, you look at look at my character, you know, when you look at the statement, he's very he's, he's always wearing like this very flashy stuff, you know, like the blazer, the the the, the look, you know, the, the way I talk is different, you know, yeah, yeah. So the hands, yeah, I came out with the statement because it doesn't matter whether it's inside the ring, outside the ring, or whatever I do, what I just wanna do is just like, leave an impressionable statement on one's mind. So yeah. I just want to follow up because uh, I remembered our conversation with Lady Killer a few months back, like, late last year. So the Lady Killer uh, moniker came from uh, what was that, Linus? Um, Tinder or something <laughs> related to that? Yeah. yeah. So it is. It is. Uh, the the nickname statement. What's the origin of that? So you wanted to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Where did the out of all of the words in the dictionary, why the statement? Well, I mean, the statement it means like you know it's something that you will definitely remember. Like you want to leave that make your mark, right? I can't, I can't call myself the mark Andrew Tang or the the impact Andrew Tang, right? So I'm like, you know, the statement it sounds cool. It's like a final exclamation mark. Like oh, you definitely remember this guy, you know? Yeah. Of course, you know, like sometimes with my unique taglines, of course, it's a memorable statement. Uh, you don't want to meet, right? Like, people just remember you for that. Yeah. yeah. So, Linus, go. All right. So, uh, uh, now that you need to your character, so how were, you, uh, how were you able to build SPW? Like, were there a group of guys you asked for help, or is it just you? Uh, at the point of time, right, you know, uh, I mean, after I finished my army, I wanted to you know, be, be pro wrestler. I just wanted to like chase my dreams and stuff. So it was either like, you know, go a little bit more to go to America or go to like, Japan or go to Canada to like try to further my craft. Yeah. You know, I was just like, it was just a random day. I started Googling, you know, like pro wrestling schools in Singapore, even though I know that. I was not pro wrestling school in Singapore, but somehow or rather, like, hey, I saw this YouTube ad. Uh, so, at a part of time, uh, my business partner, Vadim, yeah, he wanted to actually uh, expand the business here in Singapore. Uh. So, I uh, went for the talk, you know, and then I was thinking, like, wow, okay, this this is pretty small. Like, it's only like 10, 20 people attending the talk. I'm like, okay, sure. Is there like a physical school yet? No. So, at that point of time, he, was, he wanted to just see the response. You know, to see whether like you know there's strong interest in uh in pro wrestling in Singapore la. So yeah, I mean of course I was very very interested and in I never looked back la. So I just talked to him and then you know he could see I'm very proactive. So yeah, I think I don't want to partner up with him and then yeah, that's how I started SPW. I never looked back la. You know since 2012, you know just make sure everything like you know we got everything in check, everything in place and then yeah, start up the school and yeah. So you all know like everything else is history. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got any follow-up, Anne? Hey, wait. My so, mic uh, was off. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have any follow-up. Uh, I have a question, though, later. Okay, okay. So, uh, statement, uh, what, like what you said earlier, that you built a wrestling school in Singapore and you wanted to push through with it. So... Uh, what motivated you to continue, like, uh, once you realized that, hey, uh, I could build something here in Singapore? Like, what pushed you to, uh, what motivated you to push through with building SPW and making SPW one of the, one of the I, can, I can say one of the biggest promotions here in Southeast Asia? Yeah. I, think, I think it's like, you know, for the fact that I'm sure there are a lot of like, like Singaporeans out there who wants to actually live their dreams as pro wrestlers. Yeah. So, I mean, why not? You know, I'm just actually giving them a platform, a platform for them to showcase their, their talent, you know, like uh, they don't have to like go overseas and chase the dreams, right? Yeah, chase their dreams. Like here they can learn and they can have a taste of a, uh, Wrestling and of course, like you know, when we do events, it's something special for them. Like you know, when they walk out, you know, they they actually like feel the part of being a pro wrestler. Yeah. So it starts from something small first before you know we always like you know after eventually like you know we build ties with a lot of uh, other promotions around the world, build ties with a lot of international guests. That's how we 
to the cross bookings and stuff and that's that's okay. You know, looking at bookings overseas lah. So Andrew, uh, once you uh, once SPW got its momentum going, what was how how was it like seeing all of these efforts, like um, uh, seeing all of the results of all of your your efforts w- while building SPW? Like as you can see, the the crowds growing show per show. Like how does it how did it feel? Like is it more of a oh shit this is going somewhere or I'm finally I'm finally able to uh, help these other aspiring wrestlers or is it a combination of the two? I think it's definitely a combination of both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's, it's a remarkable feeling to see like the crowd. So the crowd is always growing like always like more fans coming to watch shows and there's always like demand for more shows and then uh, you know product is spreading by word of mouth and all. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, and of course, like, uh, comes to a point where I'm actually helping these other wrestlers, this uh, training. I mean, the wrestlers that are in my school to actually like if dreams as well, like, You know, mm-hmm. remarkable feeling. You know, yeah, that they they are able to do what they do <laughs> yeah, because of SPW. Yeah. So so um, when it comes to uh, promotions, I think it's safe to say that a lot of even here in the Philippines, um, most of the wrestling's uh, wrestling promotions get a lot of flack from fans. Like, ah, oh, this is fake. Ah, oh, this is uh, bad wrestling. You're not gonna be like WWE. How were you able to um, overcome that? And how did how were you able to help others in the roster um, deflect all of those negative feedback from? People who are non-believers or non-fans. I guess, I guess you know, uh, just proving them wrong. You know, the more, I mean, like what people say, right? Like you know, you can't change. Like you know, some people just really don't like pro wrestling and they don't really understand the product. We can't force, them, right? But what we can do is like uh, on our part, right? For those wrestling fans out there, it's you know, we just do our thing, continue to do our thing, and just make it look as legit as possible la. you know they, they have to understand that there's so much like dedication there's so much like sacrifice to what we do you know it's not it's like it's not you know like the best like sort of the jobs out there yeah. you know, but we still want to do it because it's what we love so obviously you can't fake passion right yeah people mm-hmm. still see it people still understand and respect like what you're doing and how passionate you are for a particular uh, I mean the sport that you, that you love lah yeah so um, and of course like just doing again improve your improve your craft and um, yeah you know people maybe who knows you know like some of these people just some of these like fans who you know don't think that pro wrestling is that legit and all but you know when when they watch the product or you know somehow or rather you know that, that video gets viral and then when they watch it and then they can actually like understand like they'll be like wow it's actually good like what you're doing is really good and it's Sports entertainment because they have to understand that sports entertainment is it's 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 beautiful it's beautiful yeah. it's not like uh, yeah yeah you know like what we do is beautiful like we tell a story inside the ring and we can connect uh, you know people coming together and, you know like yeah people come together you know they have good fun you know it's like bonding for everyone you know like yeah 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 because like like a social lubricant for people to come together and just have fun right it's yeah. just a night of fun right when you watch our matches and all yeah so I think Linus' next question has something to do with that uh, yeah actually because uh, Andrew you've traveled a lot here in not just in Southeast Asia but the entire Asia so what's it like wrestling in different promotions and in different countries I think the thing about wrestling in different promotions and countries is that uh, every country has a different style of wrestling. Uh, I mean, like, the fans have a different kind of... Uh, like, you know, they, they want the wrestling to be different. Like, how, how they, they perceive it, it's, it's very, very different. Like, some some countries that are wrestling, like, for example, in Japan, you know, like, they, they want wrestling to be more legit, you know, like, there's more like strong style of wrestling, like it's more striking here and there. Uh, other countries like prefer like more, you know, more like American kind of wrestling, where there's a lot of storytelling, you know, there's a lot of characters here and there, and of course like 
moves, the moves, the moves. Yeah, so you go down, you just have to see and understand like what the fans want. So you give them something different, or you want to, be, or you just want to play towards what they want. Yeah. So you just as a, I mean, as a pro wrestler, I think the most important thing is just be so you can able to you know make the crowd happy, yeah. So Andrew, for, uh, for from from um, from Singapore to all other countries. I have to ask. I just have to ask this. Which n- name the? I'm not just. I, I'm not gonna ask about the promotion alone. Uh, um, I'm not. Good, I'm not gonna ask about the promotion. But name the the country where you love wrestling most, other than Singapore. <laughs> we always have these questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but actually, both the like, all countries are beautiful, la. You know, I love wrestling in Manila as well. Yeah, the fans are very passionate. Uh, what we do, yeah. Uh, Thailand is nice as well. Thailand fans are quite, quite crazy. Hong Kong fans are mad. You know, they're really like rabbit. You know, like especially when I'm like here over there, yeah. and everyone just goes like, man, it's all hunger and everything. I'm like, yeah, cool. That's you know, like my element as well. So, uh. Of course, like Japanese fans, they are very respectful. So, oh, it's a really tough question for me to answer, man. Yeah, all countries are beautiful, you know. It's just wrestling, you know. I just go there, I do my thing, you know. I put on a good match. The fans remember me. They buy my merch, and I party hard after that. So, oh. yeah, you know. Now that you've mentioned partying, out of every country you've been, you've been wrestling with, uh, where was the wildest party you've ever been? At? Uh, where uh, was? I mean, it can't be like a wild. It, it can be something tame, but like it's supposed to be memorable. I mean, it's love. It's love. <laughs> I mean, whenever I go overseas, it's always a party. I don't want to say too much, but yeah, I can just make. I can just make a party out. Any any day can be a party for me, you know. But of course, it's like right after the whole event, you know. You know, do a good show, do a good match. Then yeah, I mean, it's, it's mad lah. It's just gonna be all partying lah. Yeah, I mean, I can't say so much now lah. You know, just, some things are better left but not said. <laughs> yeah, but we we you know, all my friends know me lah. You know, the, you know, say I'm like the Singapore's Ric Flair. So <laughs> party man, yeah. So. It's all night long, brother. All night long, brother. We're gonna bring you to our uh, our best friend's bar here in Manila next time you're here. Drinks on us, man. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. We, you, if you party hard, we party harder, bro. Okay, that's the way. Party no. is life. Yeah. Yeah, just have fun, you know. Yeah, of course, like, man. Suddenly, all this like whole COVID situation is over. Then you know, life. You know, resumes back to normal, and then we can have all those hardcore crazy parties. Yeah, like, uh, the the after show parties are always yeah. fun. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. So, uh, now that before we head on to the the next question, I just uh, I have a, a one last before we transition. Uh, so you've wrestled for Manila Wrestling Federation before during yeah. twenty sixteen, was it? I think so. Yeah. Do you- Comic Con? Yeah. No, no, not Comic Con, sorry. History Con. History Con, yeah. yeah. So, uh, with that said, wh- what was the experience wrestling in the Philippines for the first time? Mm, yeah, it was, it was really nice. I mean, considering the fact that you didn't really have, at that point of time, uh, they didn't have a uh, proper wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. So it was a boxing ring. But, yeah, I mean, we still. On good matches, lah. It's not too bad. Yeah, but of course, like when you when it comes to bumping and stuff, it's like wow, you know, like uh, minimize as much bumping as possible. But you know, we just as as we put on a good story. You know, we still do our shit. You know, we still put on good moves and stuff. I think it's all good. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Like like I said, like the fans, wonderful. Yeah, the whole energy from the crowd, especially for the fact that we wrestled at. Uh, History Con and MWF was the new promotion so we really want to try to promote the name of pro wrestling and also promote MWF like. yeah. yeah so uh, last one I keep saying last 
I have a, a, a there's this chain of just thoughts. Oh, yeah. uh, Name uh, name your top three wrestlers, uh, Filipino wrestlers who you want to face again. Who I want to face? Him. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to face JBL. Yeah. We have yet to you know wrestle uh, in a singles match. Yeah, I'd love to face uh, Chris Panzer as well. Yeah, one on one. I mean, like we did, we did have a chance to interact. You know, we we did have like match together. I think it was like a, a elimination chamber kind of match. Yeah, the six. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so we had like quite crazy like spots together, like all of us. Uh, yeah, and of course, uh, would definitely want to have a rematch against uh, Sam Parker. Yeah, because uh. Have some unfinished business with him. I mean, we did have a, a match at uh, History Con. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like right, right now, right? That, that was like a long time ago, right? I mean, like both of us, you know, we are at a different stage in life right now. And of course, like you know, uh, wrestling has improved and get better. So I mean, yeah, yeah, of course, we will have we have a match inside a proper wrestling ring. Oh, yeah, so, this time <laughs> yeah, we can pull off like much more crazier stuff, like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like the three names that I mentioned, yeah, I think it's gonna be one hell of a match with against the three of them nice <laughs> the cream of the crop of Philippine wrestling uh, we actually have a thing here in the podcast well in, in Kayfabe Cafe in general whenever you mention Robin Sane's name you have to call him out because he keeps on trash talking people oh. <laughs> yeah. so Robin Sane aside Robin from Sane. facing us in crash team racing you better put your money where your mouth is, bro. <laughs> and face statement again. <laughs> Robin Sane, <laughs> He just keeps on talking trash when it comes to Crash Team Racing. It's getting a little bit annoying because we all know he sucks so bad. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway. Yeah. Linus. <laughs> oh my god. Robin Sane, I know but anyway, uh, now that you mentioned your uh, your, uh, your Filipino wrestlers that you want to face, uh, I've got to ask this because since now Trex is is the first Singaporean to wrestle in to be in the WWE right now, uh, who do you think are aside from yourself, of course, uh, who do you think have the potential to break out in international scene? Not just in Singapore, but I guess throughout, I guess the whole Southeast Asia, since you're pretty, you're, you're pretty well traveled. I think uh, right now, I think the Butcher Pan stands a very good chance because I, I'm really quite a big fan of his work as well. Like, he's always reinventing his character. Right now, it's like this death metal kind of, uh, you know, gimmick kind of stuff. Yeah, and then like, yeah, he's. His, his goal, I mean, like, he's a good storyteller, you know, he's putting in the hard work now. I think he's getting more massive, you know, he's hitting the gym, so he's getting stronger. So, and he's always trying to reinvent his, like, uh, not only his character, but his moves as well. And, yeah, of course, I can always trust him to put a very good story as well. So, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I think, you know, the wrestling world should definitely keep an eye out on the man. Uh. And, of course, like, uh, I would definitely want to face him as well. Because, like I said, like, I mean, I did face him, like, Couple of times, in fact, uh, I mean, like a few years ago, but you know, right now, also, like, I think his character is different. So, I'm sure, like, if we actually have a proper feud, right? Uh, I think the, the story between the story that will tell between the both of us is going to be very, very nice. I mean, it's definitely going to get, it's definitely going to attract the fans and will watch us wrestle. And, uh, I mean, the other guy would definitely be Aiden Rex as well. Aiden Rex, I mean, like, uh, my challenger for my title, you know. Uh, he is he's amazing yeah he's, he's a different kind of athlete yeah he's such a amazing, amazing high flyer amazing high flyer and he's always improving so like it's very unpredictable so you won't know like what kind of uh, style to expect from him yeah because you know like he's more of the technical high flying kind of wrestler yeah but for me it's like more power that small powerhouse that likes to show people and you know like really smash someone in the face and all and you know yeah and you know me I'm like you know, do whatever it takes to get the win sometimes it may not be like the most cleanest stuff to do yeah. but 
yeah, hey, you know, as long as I tell a story, as long as I smash someone, and I get a, you know, get a W and retain my title, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean, this, this is the two wrestlers in Singapore that, you know, people should call. Yeah. Damn, Aiden Rex though, because honestly, I'm honestly, I mean, I I definitely see him like breaking out. Also, like you know, you could probably, uh, I mean, you could probably see him in the Indies in the United States too. Like you know, him breaking out there would definitely like boost his, uh, you say this, boost his and uh, his. You want it, yeah? Uh, shit. His stock. Yeah, good. <laughs> you can do it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can definitely do his stock more. So, uh, uh, statement. You were also part of the uh, you you were also part of the WWE tryouts in yep. Shanghai. So how was how was that and how are uh what are I guess uh what are the things that you improved in that that was improved rather in, during that tryout? Yeah, I mean the first trial is such an amazing feeling to get you know selected to be part of uh, uh, tryouts lah because you know it took us like two years you know uh, Kenyan down to watch us twice yeah. the second time was with Matt Blue yeah. and then you know uh, just be me Traxxas and Alexis Lee like we made history first three Singaporeans to represent Singapore in the WWE trial it's really like uh, it's quite a huge feat for us like you know it's quite a career milestone for us um, yeah I mean we definitely learned a lot from that uh, from that experience mm-hmm. I think at the point, I mean the training wasn't super tough to be honest. Yeah, but it's more of like they want to see like our basics, and then you know the character that we can showcase to them. We, they would just want to see like how marketable we are, like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was an amazing feeling, like because you know to be able to 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 work with other wrestlers as well, like you know the wrestlers that are like our friends, like, especially in Southeast Asia, because the Southeast Asia wrestling scene is pretty small, so and it's pretty tight. So to actually see like my friends there you know, representing Southeast Asia. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's really good as well. Yeah, and of course like uh we learn from uh, Coach Bloom. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. You know, like we, we are able to understand like what they want, what WWE is looking for. Uh, so, you know, when you know in future I can definitely like tell my students like, oh you know, I know what they want, so how we can work and how to, to get to where we are like you know um, for those of them who still wants to you know for those of them who wants to you know just give a try for WWE you never know when they might be having another tryouts or so or another Southeast Asia tryouts or another Asia tryouts yeah, so uh, they might try to just try to help them to get to that level you know the, to improve to see, you know to work on their flaws to make them like be more marketable to the company yeah So now that we're talking about marketability, do you think? Because uh, there are a lot of people who are saying that uh, there's a there's quite a difference between West um, Western wrestling and Asian wrestling. So is there a is there an it factor when it comes to uh, that that Asian wrestlers have that? Uh, WWE is clearly looking for, or is there like a unique trait that only Asian wrestlers can can do when it comes to like in terms of their performance or connecting with fans? I think it depends if you yeah, but I mean. Because you know, if let's say for Asian wrestler, he wants to make it in WWE, right? I feel, I personally feel, I mean, after going for the trials and everything, I think height and size plays a And you know, right? Like right now as well, like you saw, like I know you saw the, the news on the internet. You know, 
uh, they say like, oh, no, no, no more midgets, no one, no, you know, they're not going to sign like people above the age of 30 and all. Yeah, so, uh, from what I see, it's clearly like, you know, they, they, they just really want the height and size, which is, and the age as well, because, you know, I feel, I, I mean, from a business point of view, I understand where they're coming from, because, you know, it takes, it will take you like, at least like, maybe five to ten years before so the younger you are, it's better for, you, for them to promote promote you as well right yeah uh, and maybe because of the, the market as well over there or maybe like you know I mean because basically like you know this event is so this is his direction for the company maybe you know like the execs over there they have that particular vision no yeah so uh, I mean a word of advice to the Southeast Asian wrestlers aspiring Southeast Asian wrestlers like I think Size matters. Size matters, and of course, like you, know, you still have to be, you still need to work on your character to be unique to stand up. Yeah, and then again, like I, I would say, like you know, WWE is not be all and all. You know, there are promotions out there. Yeah, yeah, like maybe like even Japan or you know, like the South, whole Southeast Asia pro wrestling scene. Because at the end of the day, uh, if your passion is wrestling, you just it doesn't matter where you are. You know, you still still want to do your craft and still be good at what you do. Yeah, so con. Always continue to just evolve, uh, and you know, just work on what the work, work towards the strengths. Yeah, your strengths, and of course, like, I mean, like, just look legit. Yeah. You know, just look legit as a pro wrestler. You know, so that you know, even when you go out on the street, like what I say, like back my character, I go. People look at you, just turn the head, and be like, I want to do something. Wrestling, it's like, wow, because you. Need people to you, know, you need to look the part of a pro wrestler. Yeah. That's the important thing. Yeah, it's like the same thing for WWE stars, right? Like, look at them. You know, they they look marketable and they look like wrestlers. Yeah. So speaking of that, uh, any advice for guys who want to pursue their dreams of being pro wrestlers, like um, UB Tips? I think they just have to really. Uh, be driven they really have to be passionate at what they do uh, they always have to be hungry they always have to stay hungry to you know uh, wanting to learn as much pro wrestling as like they can because like I said like, there's no one size fits all kind of style really like you know uh, yeah one, one, kind of, one, one size fits all style to be a pro wrestler you know you always have to learn from everywhere to continue to, to upgrade your your skills and your Fighting styles and always being able to reinvent your character, yeah, so that people can always keep coming back for more, you know, uh, uh, making people remember you. That, that's the most important thing, yeah, and always, of course, to put on a good match. Because you know, like you know, if let's say I'm wrestling with a guy who's small, uh, the story I tell will be different. If I'm wrestling with a guy who is big, yeah, the story I tell will be different. The type of moves pull will be different as well, right? Yeah, and you just really have to see like how and when to actually like insert that particular spot that move and you know that, you know to actually like get that pop from the fans uh. yeah uh, just always be yourself I guess that's, that's the most important thing be respectful in the business be humble um, and just just be like a sponge just keep learning yeah so latest any more questions well I'm not mute yeah, I just yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I was internalizing what statement. <laughs> internalizing. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> actually, statement. I forgot to ask this because this is actually a personal question of mine. But, yeah. Uh, who are your top three uh, opponents that you faced? International or just like within Everyone. the region? Everyone in <laughs> either in Singapore or international, anyone. Wow. Uh, yeah, okay. Top three. Okay. Uh, if you're saying about uh, local and in the region, I would definitely say it's Traxxas. Like, this is one of the top three, definitely. Like, as you can see, like, you can watch our stuff on YouTube. Like, we always have amazing yeah. chemistry together. So it doesn't matter like where we where we wrestle, like or which country we wrestle even it's a happy match or against each other, like we always pull on like quality matches, like and I think like 
last match with him, even though there wasn't any fans, like you could see like everything that we got, yeah, and the story that we tell, it's amazing, right? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, he's one of the opponents that, like, that, that, that you know, we always have good matches with each other. Uh, my match with Pete Dunn was amazing as well. Oh, yeah. It was special as well. Yeah, yeah, he, he he's not he's on another level, like definitely. He's on another level. Yeah, I've learned so much just wrestling him. Yeah, and I certainly hope you know in future I can wrestle him again. Yeah. Uh, I would also say wow. Oh, I should have a lot of just with international. Uh, yeah, I mean okay. Maybe Kenny Omega as well, you know, the six-man tag oh, match yeah. that we had with him. Yeah, uh, that was just a six-man tag match. So, yeah, actually the original idea we wanted to do was, uh, before the whole COVID situation was to actually do an intergender tag match. So it was supposed to be Kenny and Riho, because at that point of time, they were they were tagging together. Yeah, so we actually were in the midst of discussion to do that. So it's like Kenny and Riho versus me and Reika Saiki. La. You know, Reika Saiki, right? Like, uh, that, the master idol from Japan, yeah. Because yeah. I think like me and her have very very similar styles. Like both of us are like, small, we are jacked, and you know we, we do we like to do like power stuff yeah. inside the ring. Yeah, so it'll be an amazing story like, to tell. Yeah, that that will be that will definitely be a money match. I guarantee yeah. you on that. I, I, yeah, I don't know so. if you guys watch Kamen Rider, but she appeared in Kamen Rider Saber. Uh, I think it was episode four or five. Man, imagine if she did that in the ring. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's scary lah. She's scary, but I'm not sure whether she's wrestling now or maybe she's uh, maybe she's taking a break from wrestling because I think she she injured her jaw a couple of years ago when she went for surgery. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, being a wrestler is tough. Injuries are always so common. You know, like even recently as well, it's not from wrestling, but I wish the injury was from wrestling. I tore my pec muscle. I tore my chest. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So currently, I'm on the road to recovery as well. Yeah. So uh, there's this huge scar. Like, not really huge scar, but there's a scar there. Uh, you know, uh, I just need to get 100% again before I stand back inside the ring, lah. But I say like the road recovery is quite a positive one. Yeah. Cause you know, if I'm not at that level where I used to be, you know, uh, I won't get back inside the ring until I am at that level where I can actually perform, do the stuff that I do in the past. Yes, I will get back to the ring. Because I think it's only fair for the fans as well. Yeah. Nice. I, so, I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I really gotta ask though. Like, uh, this is like this is Mark Out moment. Let's go. Fuck you. Fuck you. But I gotta ask though. Like, how how are you able? How were you guys able to get Kenny? Like, oh, him appearing. Uh, we also want him here in the Philippines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aside aside from that, like it was it was really like really a long shot to get I think he was already uh executive vice president at that time. So hey, he was part of AEW, of course yeah. he was a Yeah my management in AEW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how are you um, able how are you able to get him? Because uh I am good friends with Sima. So see I see Sima like my teacher as well because you know like I have a very good working relationship with so at that point of time, uh, there was a working relationship with uh, AEW as well, OWE and AEW has a, had a good working relationship. So uh, I think at that point of time, they wanted to do like a collaboration. So it was like a tour, so they want to do like Japan and then Taiwan and then Singapore. Yeah, or Singapore and Taiwan, something along that lines. I can't really remember. It was a few years back. Yeah, so... We were quite shocked as well, like, you know, when Sima told me, like, possibly, like, Kenny Omega is coming, he wants to, like, you know, do that tour, and I'm like, yeah, sure, definitely, wow, okay, and then, like, yeah, it happened, lah. so he, he wanted to come down, so, yeah, I mean, like, we, me and Texas, we were in, uh, I think, Tokyo, yeah, and we didn't know that Kenny is making an appearance there, like, shocked the fans as well, we were like, wow, okay, sure. So we went backstage and we saw Kenny. We took a picture of Kenny talking for a while. Yeah, we didn't really catch up much here. Yeah. Then that, like the, the following week, he came to Singapore. And then, yeah, wow, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. So it's about, like, I see, like, the world of pro wrestling is about getting that connection. Yeah. It's like, same thing for how, how I met Pita as well. 
Wrestling Federation, KWF. So I saw him for one matches and then like, wow, okay, I saw his finisher. I'm like, oh, okay, this guy is like, wow, his finisher just blow me away. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna talk to Pita, socialize with him. And yeah, we became friends and then, you know, fast forward a few years later, he became a big star and then like, just like one random night, like, just wanted to find our opponent, like, you know, to, to, to headline the show as well. Yeah, huh? yeah find your opponent, headline the show. I wanted to book Tajri and I think at that point of time Tajri, Tajri was busy. Yeah, so I just decided to like, hey, let me just try my luck with Pita. And then I just dropped my text on uh, Facebook Messenger and then like, yeah, sure, man, I would love to come. And then like, yeah, we negotiated the rates and stuff and everything went well. I'm like, okay, sure. Come down. And then, yeah, I just got Pita. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, how were you I able got, to overcome the the, the the jitters of messaging like someone like me? Just do it. Just do it. I, I think. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think people know me because you know they 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 know my characters. You can see like you know I'm a very very sociable person. You know, I can make friends with anyone you know, around the world, in the room, or what. Yeah. So, I think. My plus point is that I'm very genuine. So like, tell you like, hey, you know, you just come to Singapore, this is the scene that we have, and then, you know, it's going to be a fun time, it's going to be a party when you're out with me. So it's like, yeah, okay, sure. We should do that with Cardona, man. (laughs) (laughs) What? Wait, okay, fine, not not Matt Cardona. Because we've been getting Matt Cardona for years now. So, Linus, any more bark out questions? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no. Uh, I got no more mark out questions. Now, serious but... now, serious. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be serious now because actually this is my last question though. Cause... So, uh, statement now uh, since COVID is still, uh, still terrorizing <laughs> our lives right now. So, uh, how do you see the future of SVW and in Southeast Asia as a whole right now? Because uh, obviously uh, countries are still countries are still recovering from the virus, uh, even though cases are still rising and shit. So, uh, how do you see the future of of Southeast Asia for uh, Southeast Asia wrestling? I think at this stage right now, right. Uh... I know it's tough times, you know, a lot of wrestlers can do what they want to do, you know. Even like for myself also, I feel like, oh, man, you know, you watch like a show like Incredibles, yeah. you know, like Incredibles, the, the, the Disney show where they're all superheroes and stuff. So I suppose I see myself like, you know, I'm like a superhero, especially when I'm a wrestler and all, right? But you know, like, the events are the one that keeps us going. Even though like, you know, in Southeast Asia, we're not like in America or in Japan where we can do like weekly shows and stuff. You know, we do our shows like every two months, but it's something that we look forward to. Yeah, and then you know it makes us feel alive and free. You know, whenever we step inside the stage, step inside the ring, you know, it's to entertain people, right? Yeah, but we're not doing that now, right? So, so we have to like do like other jobs. I'm sure a lot of other wrestlers do other jobs as well right now. You know, like for myself too. Like right now, I'm doing like more uh, personal training. You know, that's the closest like get to like schooling people. I don't know. I'm just you know, I mean, helping them, helping them. You know, to get better. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes do my, you know, like when I, I'm doing F45, so you know, when I'm F45 trainer, sometimes I reach my statement as well, like, you know, like, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, sometimes it really depends on the class as well, and of course the whole environment and the people. Uh, yeah, and I'm doing, I'm doing YouTube as well, so I'm, I'm still always, like, uh, putting my name out there. Like, so what I'm saying is that, you know, uh, just stay positive. Uh, look forward to the day where uh, pro wrestling can return. Of course, whatever you can do, just try to improve and get better. I mean, thankfully in Singapore, we still can do wrestling, as in wrestling training. So, yeah, I'm sure many of my boys now, they, they, they are a little bit demoralized, you know, because they, they, they've trained so hard because they still want to wrestle. Because at the end of the day, there's still events, you know. Some people might feel like, why am I training? Why am I doing this? But, I mean, just, you just still have to train and still have to get because you know, once the shows are back, you know, then we can definitely go all out and give a, a fans, uh, give a give a good show for the fans to remember, la. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just 
So it's just keep watch more wrestling, just keep learning. Think that's the tip. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's my advice that I can give to everyone. Yeah, because uh, I certainly hope that in a couple of months' time, everything will be. I mean, the travel restrictions. I mean, the borders will be open and travel restrictions will be uh, easier. Yeah, ease you know, you'll ease, and then you know we can still then we can start doing shows again. Uh, in Singapore and of course like in Southeast Asia where you can start you know wrestling and entertaining the fans again yeah so uh, before we wrap things up I just have to ask so because uh, going back to the super earlier in our conversation like, do you think uh, promotions should really gamble on like do, having a show or having tapings without um, without fans I think I think why not yeah I think why not like even for us right we, we did like the the season one of Proof where there, there was no fans you know but you know we still give we still keep the fans happy you know, because they still want to watch their favourite wrestlers wrestle yeah and it was uh, pretty positive like the, the reaction that we got from last season was pretty positive so we had the needs of preparing for season two as well yeah, because we don't know. Maybe you know, in Singapore, the next we can resume operate. We can resume doing events. Maybe in a couple of months' time. From what I see, it could be a good sign. But till then, from now till the next couple of months, you know, there's still some stories that we want to tell. Yeah. You know, uh, we still want to keep the momentum going because we can't just can't let the momentum die. So yeah, we we are definitely in the midst of season two yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's about just. I think the fans still know that there's a pro wrestling scene in Singapore. You know, there are still amazing athletes here in Singapore and yeah. we are still fighting because you know, we are still so we are so passionate about what we do. Yeah. So I think for the other uh, Southeast Asia promotions, uh, if there's a way and it's possible, you know, to do these close set tapings, I think they should do it. Yeah. Yeah, but of course stay safe. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, what's follow important. the, and, don't, and just don't bring any, you know, regulations set by the government. So yeah, yeah. get vaccinated first, guys, before you. Sure, that's very important. Mm-hmm. Yes, get vaccinated. You know, it's a uh, you know, social responsibility. You know. Yeah. yeah, not just for the wrestlers, but everyone in our communities. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I guess this wraps it up for uh, this episode of KFM Cafe Statement. Do you have uh, anything to plug? Uh, yeah, just, just uh, continue to support SPW. You know, take a look at our. You, you can just uh, like our Facebook page, uh, follow our Instagram, and of course, like watch our watch our amazing matches that we used to have uh, on uh, on our YouTube page as well. Yeah, because uh, always just stay tuned for like our content because, like I said, like uh, we will be doing a season two really soon. So stay tuned and watch uh watch the drama unfold, watch the amazing action that we can bring to the table, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have subscribed to SPW because it it has free matches and I'm such a big cheapskate. <laughs> I gotta watch it for free, guys. Come on. <laughs> so uh, Linus, how about you? Uh anything to plug to your LJS Natics? <laughs> but this is a public service announcement to everyone to our listeners please do get vaccinated public service as, announcement. as much as you can and just stay safe because you know COVID cases are rising again so yeah wash wash your hands wash your hands pull your mask yeah, yeah use, pro- mask. use protection <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, yes. like, stay protected, uh, uh, right, bro? Uh, yeah. Stay protected. Thinking, man. Yeah. Use prob. Okay. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Give me a break, guys. Come on, it's ten p.m. <laughs> I, will... <laughs> I can't wrap this up properly now. Uh, yeah. Where? So yeah, I mean, wear your mask. Wear all of the protection. You can yes. uh, proper uh, pl- uh, practice proper social distancing unless you're with someone special. Uh, 
What else? What else? What else? Oh yeah, I have to plug your socials. I almost forgot. Uh, so you, you guys can tune into this episode and other episodes of the Kayfabe Cafe podcast on Anchor FM and Spotify. You can also check out all of our blogs and articles on kayfabecafeph.weebly.com. Join the growing wrestling fan community of Kayfabe Cafe on Discord. We also uh, we host game nights. Um, you can win a vir- one of two virtual titles. We all, we now have a secondary title. So, wow! Awesome, yeah, amazing man, yeah, amazing guys. The the rule only rule is that you you have to be a very 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 fucking obnoxious fan <laughs> to win that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean our champion Joseph uh, is now a five time champ. So, best of luck to whoever wants to challenge him. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, join the girl. The most inter- I have to flex this. This is the most interactive wrestling community in the Philippines today. Okay, so if you want to be part of the fun, watch like death matches every Friday. Uh, watch Joshi wrestling every like I think Thursday night. Uh, people stream there. Um, go uh, check us out on Discord. You. Uh, have I mentioned our Facebook number or not yet? Not yet, right? So yeah, uh, go check us out on Facebook and Instagram. I keep on forgetting these things. What? I've been doing this for a long, long time now, and I'm still TikTok. not used to it. Fuck TikTok! I, t- <laughs> I don't, I don't have the face for TikTok, man. Come on. Uh, yeah, TikTok, yay! But more importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, we have a YouTube channel apparently. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Am I forgetting something? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, practice safe sex. <laughs> uh, practice safe sex. Practice proper social distancing. Uh, on behalf of the statement, Andrew Tang. Uh, my co-host, as always, Linus Joshua Santos, aka LJS. I'm and this has been the sexiest podcast in Philippine wrestling. Cafe. See you all on the next one. Bye.